Coming up on the show, I talk with Jeff Snyder, an autism advocate who's got a very interesting story in the past. So stay tuned and I'll catch you on the other side. See you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside the Asperger Studios Present Stories. Today, I'm joined with Jeff Snyder, who is an autism advocate just like myself. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you, Reed. Let's start out small. Where were you born? Um, I was born in uh, I was born in 1989 in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. I live near um, I live in a town called Seekonk, which is not that far. Um, I was first diagnosed with autism in December of 1990 when I was 21 months old. Wow. And I was actually nonverbal until I was four years old. And then upon my graduation from uh, high school in 2007, I became the first um, student on the autism spectrum to have completed pre-K through grade 12 without coming from other towns or school districts. And uh, and then in 2015, I moved into my own apartment I am also a um, I'm also a writer of what is known as fan fiction. I uh, I am which is fan fiction is stories based on movies, TV shows, books, any form of entertainment. And then also I was a um, and and I am also a um, moderator for the Autism Knows No Borders uh, My Networks uh, platform. And finally, I also. Uh, run a blog called um, Jeff Snyder, uh, uh, called Going the Distance, which um, is a blog that I, um, where I, you know, share, offer my services for speaking engagements, volunteer works, both in person and virtually, and also, um, and also I do uh, blogs every Monday through Friday. What was it like for you growing up, Jeff? Well, for, for me growing up, I, um, it was, a well, again, I actually was not, again, I was nonverbal until I was four years old. So I couldn't really communicate, um, much like a normal kid would growing up. Um, so that was, and so that was a bit of a challenge. And the only way I could communicate was by making noises and doing movements and stuff like that. And, um, and then I actually didn't even know I was on the autism spectrum until um, 1998 when Nick News came to my house and they filmed me as a subject for their story on autism. So that's how I kind of knew my, um, that's how, how I first learned of my autism diagnosis was through, uh, was through the uh, Nick News story. All right. What was your relationship with your parents? Uh, I've had a very good relationship with them. Uh, of course, you know, being, you know, autism parents, they do kind of helicopter me a little bit. Um, they used to helicopter me a lot when I was, a when I was a kid and, but, you know, and they still kind of do as, as, you know, as, as, as I, um, 
am now an adult, but um, but they're they're very, they're very good parent. They're they're very good to me and stuff. And uh, my dad was a um, my dad was a, a vice president for a major company for thirty five years, where he would um, travel to um, Asia and Europe and the continental U.S. So mm-hmm. so I kind of developed my passion for air travel you know, through him in, in a way. So, I mean, you know, I, part of the reason why I, you know, I travel to uh, different organizations across the country is because of, you know, is because of him witnessing him doing all these trips and uh, kind of learning the uh, trade. Well, you're kind of like me in that respect. Um, ever since I did my first international trip, for my 30th birthday, I kind of fell in love with travel. And even before then, I would travel within the US. But once I went abroad, it was just like this whole world opens up in front of your eyes. Yes. And that's one of the things I like to push is that those of us on the spectrum need to open our eyes more. See, there's a whole world out there for you to explore. I know there's a majority of us are introverts, but see the world, explore it, try it once. Even stepping outside your own home and going to a favorite restaurant or something that you've never been to. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are things people need to do to see the world outside their own borders. Um, did you have a smooth transition from youth to adulthood? Uh well, I'm going to be, I'm going to say it straight right now. Um, it wasn't smooth sailing. Um, I actually, uh, I didn't have a very good transition from high school into the workforce because growing up, because I was forced out of the high school world and into the um, real world, if you will. And, and that was, you know, a very, Challenge. I mean, I didn't even get my first paying job until after I got high school. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is ensuring that neurodiverse individuals um, go get the exposure of transitioning while they're still in school. Because had I gotten a paying job when I was still in school, then maybe my transition would not have been as hard as it, mm-hmm. as it, as it would, as it, um, as it was. So, I mean, it was, uh, so that's one thing that I am trying to preach to individuals because then another thing about transitions is you have to be flexible. And, and I've, I always say that, you know, being flexible is a, is a, a survival skill. You have to, learn to adapt to the what is going on around you in in the sense that you know you have to change you have to mm-hmm. evolve with the situation and that's one thing that i really struggled with particularly in my late teens early 20s was i struggled a lot with um with transitioning so now i'm out there trying to say to people, you know, you got to be flexible, you got to be flexible, you have to go with the flow. And you have to kind of, um, you you do need to be prepared for whatever comes your way. 
true. I mean, as both as both of us know, I mean, being on the spectrum, being flexible is one of the hardest things for most of us to do because we all have our minds are always one set one way and it's it's hard to adapt and then it's just like learning something new all over again. <laughs> all right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Well, I think what makes me feel inspired is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of, um, is that parent, is that the rate ratio of, of an autism or neurodiverse diagnosis, um, when I was first diagnosed, it was one in 10,000. Now it's one in 54. And there's a lot of families out there that really don't know what to do with, you know, their child or their, um, or their adult um, loved ones. So what I, what I, my mission is to reach out to these families and individuals, both in person and virtually and say, you guys are not alone. I've been down that path. I know what it's mm -hmm. like. And that's one thing you really have to consider is you gotta, you gotta take these families, um, they're your audience. You have to, you know, reach out to them by any means possible without, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm and one thing I have learned is you've got to have rhino skin when it comes to dealing with these um, uh, families because they will want specific answers and specific um, uh, specific needs that we that I the self advocate can provide for them. So that is, that's one thing that, that I'm trying to reach out to, to families and then also to professionals like psychology, like, you know, school personnel, uh, medical professionals, because they don't know, some of them don't know what it's like to treat or teach someone on the autism spectrum, someone who is neurodiverse and, and, and they, they just simply don't know. So it's people like me that have to reach out to them and mm -hmm. help them understand. All right. Fill in this blank. I am at my best when? Well, I am at my best when I am, uh, when, when I'm, you know, telling my story to people and also, you know, coming up with presentation ideas and also, you know, writing up um, fan fictions and, all those, all those sort of things. And also, I'm also at my best when I'm, you know, you know, traveling or doing, or going to, you know, Starbucks. I do writing sessions at Starbucks. So all those little things um, are what I am very, very good at. All right. If you can go back in time, Jeff, and talk to your younger self and tell them about your, what you know now about your diagnosis, what would you tell them? Well, I would definitely say if I would have to go back to talk to my younger self, I would say you got to you, you got to go with the flow. I mean, you're because when I particularly again during my um, late teens, early 20s, again, I was not very um, I was kind of set in my ways. And I would I would probably say to myself, you know, you got to you, you have to, you know, you have to move on to the next phase of your life. And, you know, you're, you're having a, 
you know, it's, it's tough, but you know, you gotta go, you gotta face it. I mean, it's just part of life and part of nature and, and you just gotta, you know, you know, you can't go back and change what you should have done. You just got to take what you can learn from it and move on. All right. What is an insult you've received that you're proud of? I'm sorry. What is an insult that you have received that you're proud of? Uh, insult. I mean, I haven't, um, I haven't really been insulted in any way, but um, I, I mean, but in terms of a comp, but if you want to talk um, like accomplishments, um, I would say probably, I would say being the first autistic student to complete pre-K through grade 12 in my, in my town school district. I mean, I, um, that could be one thing, but, um, but I've never been, I've never been called anything. I've never been insulted in any way. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been given, um, I've kind of behaved in ways that kind of made people like raise an eyebrow at me, but that's just part of, you know, that's just part of nature. So if you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say and why? I would say if, if I had a billboard, I would say you can go the distance because because I don't know if you've seen the uh, Disney movie Hercules. The yes, song, many the, times in my yeah, life. The theme song to that one is Go the Distance. And that sort of became like my personal theme, uh, really the structure of what I do. In fact, my blog is named Going the Distance on WordPress. And then I do a scholarship every year since I graduated from high school called the Jeffrey Snyder Go the Distance Scholarship. And we've rate, which goes towards benefiting graduating seniors who have been on an IEP their entire education. And so far we've raised about, I would say roughly over $10,000 since we um, founded it in uh, 2008. All right. Who has been the most important person in your life? And can you tell me about them? Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few out there, but, um, but I would have to say probably aside from my folks, I would say probably the biggest influence would have to be my middle school mentor, um, Mandy Dysalis Arntoff, because going, because when I was in elementary school, I was preparing a transition from elementary to middle school. And up until that time, I had been strictly um, regular classes, but middle school was going to be a lot tougher. So I guess to reduce my stress and my anxiety, the school, the school district created a pilot program um, for students who are, you know, for special ed students who, you know, struggle with, you know, sensory issues and, um, you know, sudden change. And Mandy was one of those that um, she kind of, you know, took me in when I went into um, middle school. So, I mean, I had her for, um, I had her for three, from sixth grade to uh, eighth grade. All right. What would you, what would, what do you think the world would look like in five years? Well, I think what the world would look like in five years is that there needs to be more neurodiverse awareness and acceptance, particularly, you know, with, sporting events with, um, you know, uh, community events with, um, uh, 
with traveling and with uh, and particularly in retail, because what I think because the number the number of people being diagnosed as autistic or neurodiverse, it's going to grow between um, it could go from one in 54 to maybe one in 17. Who knows? But I think now would be the I think in five years, I would say the world will be more neurodiverse aware and they will get an understanding to helping out the neurodiverse neurodiversity community and the neurodiversity population in general. Okay. All right. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I would say probably um, I'm more, um, I'm more introverted um, sometimes. I mean, it's a little bit of both, like, um, like in terms of like advocacy and stuff, I'm very extroverted, but when it comes to like, you know, you know, personal matters, I'm very introverted. So it's a little bit of a, it's a, it's a 50, 50. Okay. What are the best resources that you have have that have helped you? Well, I would say Seacon public schools has really um, been very helpful to me. Um, They've been a very good resource. Um, Also um, another organization um, out of our enterprises, which is a vocational organization that is, um, based in my uh, based in North Attleboro, Massachusetts, they've been they were very help, helpful in um, landing me my uh, current paying job and the pre- paying job before that. I was at um, Borders Bookstores for three years, and I've mm-hmm. been at um, I've been I've been at a grocery um, chain. I've been with a grocery company called Stop and Shop since uh, 2010 and I've been there and this coming December will mark my um, 11th year. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. If you could interview anyone from your life living or dead, but not a celebrity, who would it be and why? Well, I I would have to say probably my grandfather, my paternal grandfather. Um, He passed away 10 years ago, but, um, but yeah, he, um, you know, he was, one of the big influences on my life as well as my dad's life. And, um, of course he's, he was a world war II veteran. He, um, was in the Marines. So, um, that, that to me was a big thing. And of course, you know, my, my grandparents were a lot, were the inspiration to embrace like the classic, you know, music styles, classic film styles. And, uh, and I think, you know, brings about that, you know, hard work and grit comes from not just my dad, but my, my grandfather as well. So I would, you know, I would probably interview him more. All right. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? For being a good role model. Um, because one thing, cause I have, um, cause I have two nieces, um, growing up in, in, uh, Southwest Virginia. Um, my oldest is four and my youngest is one. And, I want them to kind of learn how to be around neurodiverse people because they're going to be going, they're going to be growing up among uh, students who were like me when I was growing up, when I went to school. So, and if I could, you know, be a good role model to them and be a good role, role model to others who are going to be growing up as well, then that would be my greatest accomplishment. All right. What are you most proudest of? I would say probably the, the one thing I'm most proud of is that, you know, I, I had to, you know, is 
overcoming all the obstacles I had to deal with, um, with the transitioning, with, you know, the, the, the sensory issues and, um, you know, doing all these, um, doing all these other, um, uh, tests and things of that sort. That, that to me was my, um, that, that's one thing I'm proud of. And also the fact that, you know, I can reach out to people both in an in-person sense and a virtual sense, because if there's one thing about COVID that has been a good thing is that it is COVID's opened the door to reach out to people virtually. So, so you can, you can talk to them without having them leave the comfort of their home because some of them might have chronic illness. Some of them might have, you know, mobility issues. So that to me is, that's one thing I, I would be most proud of. Right. Now, how did you get to where you are today, Jeff? I mean, what brought on the advocacy and everything else? Well, prior to that, um, I actually, I was a member of the, well, first of all, I was a member of the Brony fandom from 23, I'm from like 2011 to present day. And I um, attended uh, Brony conventions um, as a fan fiction writer. So I would go and I would, you know, write stories and share my meet people and share my stories with others. And when um, French Biz Magic, um, which show which the Bernie Phantom is uh, based off of, uh, when it was announced that it was ending um, in February of 2019, I had to say to myself, you know what, you know, maybe now would be a good time to start taking what I've learned from the Brony fandom and to bring it into the autism community. Because one good thing about the Brony fandom is that it feels more like a sense of community. It's a sense of, you know, you're not just going to a convention, you're walking into a small town. And that's what I'm trying to. And one thing that we, we, the code of the Brony is to love and tolerate. And, and we take, and I take that code and I bring it into the, neurodiversity community because we need to love and tolerate those affected by, you know, autism, neurodiversity, and just be open, open with them, get them to kind of understand that, you know, we're, we're here for you. We're, we're going to bring you into our village and we'll make you, we'll make you a part of our tribe. We'll make you welcome. We'll, we'll make you welcome. We'll be there if you have any problems. So that to me was kind of, um, that's how I kind of, um, that's kind of how I got to where I got to where I am. All right. Now we come part to, now we come to the part of the show. Everyone wants to hear the questionnaires. What is your favorite word? Oh boy. Yeah. There's probably 50, there's probably 10,000, uh, um, words that, that are probably my favorites, but if I have to choose one, I would have to say d- determination. What is your least favorite word? I would say probably um, your your retard, your retard, or your any other kind of ableist language. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, and emotionally? Well, with um, well, for one thing, is not um, overeating or not getting stressed or, you know, because if I overeat, then my creativity isn't as good. So I, um, so I try to, you know, eat better, 
Um, I also exercise. Um, I do walks around my complex. That has allowed me to, you know, grow creativity, creatively as well. So that that was kind of um, that's kind of how. And spiritually, um, you know, I do listen to a lot of um, I listen to a lot of um, Catholic music. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to also uh, classic rock and um, but. When it comes to listening to like, you know, religious songs, I, you know, it, it kind of, you know, gets, it, it, it gets me boosted, you know, gets me, you know, boosted in the sense that um, you can grow, you can go and, you know, just be your, just be yourself and let, let your spirit take flight. What turns you off? I would have to say probably the big thing that really turns me off is when you know, I'm here, I'm hearing about, you know, stuff on the news that, you know, is not true, especially now with the, you know, with the pandemic mm-hmm. and, and anything that's negative on um, also getting into awkward situations kind of turns me off. So that that's one example right there. And, and then also just any anyone who, you know, calls anyone by a slur or because because if I hear like a slur or a, or a, or anything that's ableist or something that that kind of you know sends a chill down my spine, so mm-hmm. that to me kind of you know what is what turns me off. What is your favorite cuss word? Favorite cuss word, and uh, being a Catholic, it's uh, I would say probably damn. All right. What sound or noise noise do you love? Uh, I would have to say probably the, I would have to say probably any type of like, you know, soothing, relaxing music. And uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, probably alarms. All right. What's your favorite color and what does it say about you? I would have to say probably red. Red's probably my favorite color. And it says that, you know, I'm, you know, you know, red's more about, you know, having hot, you know, you're, you're hot, you're a hot thinker, you know, your, you know, your creativity is flowing and. All right. What profession other than your own, would you like to attempt? Um, I would have to say probably, um, probably as a public speaker, because, Cause that's um, cause in addition to being a self-advocate, I'm also an aspiring public speaker and I'm very gifted at public speaking. So um, I recently started um, tr- doing, uh, I, doing like speaking engagements. Um, I did so far, I've done uh, some virtual um, speaking engagements during the pandemic. And I've done uh, two in-person engagements so far. Um, one was in Orlando back in March and Another was in Tampa, um, not too long ago in July. All right. What profession would you not want to attempt? Uh, probably anything that, um, probably when it comes to like, you know, working with the, uh, anything with retail. I mean, I used to think about, you know, going up, work, working my way up the lab, but, but you know what? Retail or any kind of service with the, with the general public, it can be very, very stressful for, for, for me. And, uh, and actually back in the day, I used to work, you know, three to five days a week. And I said, you know what, 
I'm just going to cut down to two days a week. And, uh, you know, it'll, it's good for my mental health. It allows me to do, you know, these kind of things. So, I mean, I mean, it's probably, probably one of the best decisions I've ever made to, to be honest with you. Okay. If heaven exists and we both know it does, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would say probably welcome home, son. And finally, when you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet? I would say probably Walt Disney. Very good answer. And that's it, everyone. That was Jeff Snyder, autism autism advocate and one hell of a great guy. Thank you for coming along, Jeff. Thank you, Reed. Not a problem. Hang on. Jeff, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? Um, they can find me on, uh, you guys can find me on, um, WordPress. Um, it's, uh, Jeff Snyder, autism, neurodiversity, self-advocate.wordpress.com. That's my go the distance, uh, blog site. And then also you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, my username for Twitter and Instagram is go distance. 3562. And finally, I also contributed to a book called This is Autism by Jessica Lightswise and Ian Alman Cooper. It's available on um, Amazon for 1997. And if you would like me to sign you a copy at a future in-person event, I'd be much happy to sign you a copy. Thank you very much.
Stop a second, cause I know you can taste it. Tell me what you wanna do, and then we go. 